Welcome to episode 345 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Yes? Yep, we're good now. Okay. Sorry. How's it going, Jill? You're doing well? We're off to a, what is a, a fire start here. Uh, we haven't been in a room together in so long. Been a while. That we currently have no idea what we're doing. We forgot to rec- how to record a podcast. For people who are listening, someone adjusted all of the headphones in the podcast recording room so they all sound like we could hear seven versions of ourselves and so we were laughing about that anywho hello everybody as joe said 345 that's just 345 really smooth episodes of the podcast um do you want to tell people what we're doing today a little bit different is it well (laughs) (laughs) okay so it's june which is pride month Mm -hmm. and we decided to um put together some a list and talk about some books that are related to Pride Month and LGBTQIA, all of those fun letters. Nailed it, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing today. Yep, and um, so we'll do like what we normally do for the monthly book recommendations. We'll just kind of go back and forth and talk about our books. I was realizing that um, it people, you know, Pride Month has gotten a lot more notoriety lately, which is awesome that people are, are celebrating it more. But I just realized I don't know that everybody knows. Um, like the reason why it's celebrated in June and everything. So if you're not aware, uh, in June of 1969, these Stonewall riots took place uh, in New York City. And it was basically, there's this bar called the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. And the police kind of raided it without cause in the early hours of June 28th. And so they resulted, the resulting riots from um, a lot of the uh, the gay community in New York City kind of really like created this whole movement to provide them, you know, people of different sexual different sexual backgrounds and um, different sexual representation, uh, you know, equal rights in various things. So uh, there's a really good book called Stonewall by David Carter if you want to get some information about like what it actually came from. Um, but I just realized the thing about that is we we're gonna start the show. Like I don't know that everyone realizes that, and it's the 50th anniversary. When I was in New York City uh, a couple weeks ago, there's all these signs about it being the 50th anniversary. So I just wanted to point that out. It is indeed. Um, ALA also has a Stonewall Book Award that they give out annually that is also um, related to titles that uh, celebrate or discuss um, mm-hmm. gay, lesbian, and all those um, issues. Yeah, nice. Um, so... We're going to go back and forth and talk about some books. But before we do that, do you want to tell people how they can get a hold of us? Sure. You can go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com. From there, you can get all of our social links. We are on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, how many books did, you p- books did you pick, by the way? I, if I can pull up my list, I have eight. Oh, nice. Okay. I have six. Okay. I don't, I feel like we're not going to overlap on this one. I feel pretty. Hopefully. Also, we'll see. Yeah. I just, yeah. Those are yeah, famous last words. I know. Um, okay. All right. Well, then you can start. I'm going to start with Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. This is a book that is getting so much buzz. It is like everywhere. Yeah. And um, so it was about uh, two boys, one who is basically the first son. His mom is president. Um, and 
when she was elected, he was sort of cast as the American equivalent of a young royal, handsome, charismatic, he's a genius, his image is pure millennial marketing gold for the White House. Um, there's only one problem, which is that Alex has a beef with the prince, Henry, across the pond. And when the tabloids get a hold of the photo involving um, an altercation, the U.S.-British relationships, not so great. Not so great. Um, so, like, heads of family and state get involved and are trying to figure out damage control. But what at first begins as a fake Instagramable friendship grows deeper and more dangerous than either Hal, uh, Alex or Henry could have imagined. And um, soon Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret romance with a surprisingly unstuffy Henry that could derail the campaign and upend two nations and begs the question, can love save the world after all? Yeah, that is getting tons and tons of buzz. So much buzz. So that's red, white, and royal blue. Nice. Uh, my first one is Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Long-time listeners, would know, I know that I've talked about this book in the past at some point because it's wonderful. Um, so Aristotle is this really angry teenager. Um, he has a brother who's in prison, and Dante is this kind of know-it-all who has this really strange way of looking at the world. Uh, they meet each other in during the summer when they're at a swimming pool, and they don't really have anything in common, but um, they start spending time together just because they have no one else to hang out with, really. Um, and they discover that they have a really special friendship, uh, kind of sort of changes lives and lasts a lifetime. Um, and it's this sort of, it's I guess you could call it a coming-of-age tale um, where they're discovering their own sexuality. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting story of these two kids who had no idea that they were gay and you know maybe they are and maybe they're not and kind of trying to figure it out and um bonus points that if you listen to the audiobook it's uh lin-manuel miranda and it's he's just a treasure so um that's aristotle and dante discover the secrets of the universe so speaking of the 50th anniversary of the stonewall uh riots i have the stonewall reader which is edited by the new york public library so, um, as, as Adam said, this marks this year marks the 50th anniversary, and um, this the Stonewall Reader is a collection of uh, first accounts, diaries, periodic literature, and articles from LGBTQ magazines and newspapers that documented both the years leading up to and the years following the riots. So, it's a big anthology that just sort of covers um, and like looks at what was going on at the time from contemporary sources. Um, and edited by the New York Public Library. So, I mean... Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. They know doing. what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. doing. <laughs> uh, nice. My next one is Once and Future by Amy Rose Capetta and Corey McCarthy. I had mentioned that I had read this recently. Um, it's a modern take on Arthur, on King, on King Arthur. But the really cool thing about it is... Um, so, it's set in this idea where Merlin constantly is reliving... Uh, his experience and he's going from older Merlin to younger every time he wakes up and he's getting younger and younger and so the time where he wakes up now he's like a teenager and he's really worried that the next time he wakes up he's basically going to be a baby and not be able to help King Arthur he's going to be stuck in this whole thing the really cool um, pride connection is that when he wakes up he's in the future and he meets these uh, these people who A. have all sorts of different relationships and uh he it's something where like he's not confused or angry about any like lgbtq or also like non-conforming people and they uh there's this gender fluid types of characters in there and he looks and he's like oh wow that's so different and then like all the other characters are basically just like 
why is it what's so confusing about this and i just love stories are basically like regardless of your sexual orientation like the odd person out is the one who doesn't understand that like oh yeah this is exactly how people are and it because it's in the future it gives me hope for a future where it is the kind of the way it is it's just like i really like when stories don't make you know they have lgbtq uh characters but like and that's just who they are but doesn't define them which is right. very nice so and it's like Merlin takes it in stride but it's just like a, it's a several conversations where he's like they're talking about pronouns and he's like I'm sorry I don't know what to call you and I also don't want to offend you and like he's making jokes it's, it's very it's very cute so that's Once in Future by Amy Rose Capetta and Cora McCarthy um, so I have Genderqueer by Maya Kobabe who is non-binary and uses um, E, M, and Air pronouns so this is a graphic novel all about um, air journey of self-identity and, you know, coming out and um, family and, and f- uh, family and friend relationships and, and all of that stuff. Um, so I've heard really, really good things about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited to have it out and so people can read it. So that's genderqueer. Thanks. Um, I'm going to do, as you said, a graphic novel. I'm going to do a series of digital comics that's been collected into a book, uh, Check, Please, by Ngozi Ukazu, who was on the podcast last year at some point. Uh, she created this <laughs> series of digital comics. I think she started on Tumblr, actually. Got, like, nice. Ridiculously popular. Um, it's all about this kid, Eric Biddle, who is a former figure skating champion, and he's a vlogger, and now he, is a, he also loves uh, doing baking. And now he's a freshman at this Samuel University where uh, he plays on the hockey team. Um, and it's not, it's it's really, really cool just the way that, like, the team embraces who he is as a person. And, like, it, it's ridiculously fun. It's so quick. Um, you can actually get several, basically the way that Ngozi created the story is, like, one college year at a time so the first book that's collected is there is uh eric's or biddle as biddy as she likes to call him is biddy's freshman year and then the second book is his sophomore year and and on and on um so it's really good and yeah it's it's just a really it's a really cool way to see how these people like approach a character who should be you know who's wildly different than from them and then like the positive reaction they have towards him so that's check please by ngozi ukazu so my next one is Gentleman Jack by Anne Crome. This is based on the, I think it's an HBO show miniseries. Um, this is about Anne Lister. It's it's nonfiction. It's a biography. Um, Anne lived in uh, the 19th century. She was fearless, charismatic, and determined to explore her lesbian sexuality, um, even in a world where that wasn't really a thing. Um, and she really wanted to find herself a wife. What is interesting about her is that um, she kept diaries that she wrote in code. Uh, where she sort of discussed her liaisons with women uh, in code, um, and so yeah, now it's a it's a big TV show happening on HBO, um, and this is sort of the book that came before it, and there is a um, forward from I believe one of the showrunners, uh, Sal- uh, Sally Wainwright, in the uh, updated edition. Nice, that's awesome. Um, my next one is Unbroken by our good buddy Marika Nykamp. It's actually edited by Marika. Um, it's an anthology. There's 13 different stories. And the main crux of the anthology is that they star disabled teens. Um, and they go through a bunch of different 
uh, situations where it reflects um, you know that they may be disabled but that doesn't mean that they aren't able to live normal lives and uh, these stories travel across uh, friendships and loves and war and time travel and, and all sorts of stuff and it gives today's teen readers sort of a look into the lives of disabled people of the past present and future and all of these people um, also have these wonderfully diverse physical mental um, and sexual backgrounds and, and all sorts of really great stuff and um, yeah it's it's awesome. Uh, so that's Unbroken by um, Rika Nykamp. So my next one is The Lost Coast by Amy Rose Capita. Um, all I'm going to say is it's like six queer witches. Oh, yes. So in. That sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, do you really need anything else? Um, that's The Lost Coast. <laughs> man, I love witches. <laughs> I really love witches. I'm, um... I'm actually I'm reading The Rules of Magic right now by Alice Hoffman, who I'm interviewing next weekend. I don't know that you're going to be able to be for, the, for that interview. I don't remember. I have to look at my schedule. Um, but there is a um, a gay character in that as well. And like, they're witches. And I mean, if anyone's familiar, it's Practical Magic is like the kind of the series that it comes from. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a simple thing. But I was just like, as I'm listening to it, it's also making me want fall so much. I'm like, man, sure. Witches rule. Um, <laughs> that's apropos of nothing. Uh, my next one is Courting Mr. Lincoln by Louis Bayard or Bayard. Um, it's really interesting. It's the story of Mary Todd and Abraham Lincoln, but it starts when he is uh, a student and he has this roommate. Roommate? That's not a word. He has this roommate um, where his name is Joshua Speed, and basically Mary Todd is falling for Abraham. And he has this really interesting relationship with his roommate Joshua, and um, it's it sounds almost like it's like a similar like a like a love triangle kind of, mm-hmm. but it's told from alternating voices from Mary and Joshua, and it's inspired by historical events, uh, and it creates a sympathetic and complex portrait of Mary, unlike anything that has come before. So, very interesting. I didn't know anything about this, how much yeah. of this is real and how much it's not, but yeah, that's Courting Mr. Lincoln by Lewis Bayard. Oh, my next one is another book that's getting a lot of buzz. It's The uh, Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls by T. K- uh, Kira Madden. So um, T. Kira Madden is an essayist, and this is her debut memoir um, about growing up as a queer biracial teenager amidst um, the fierce contradictions of Boca Raton, a place where she found cult-like privilege, shocking racial disparities, rampant white-collar crime, and powerfully destructive standards of beauty hiding in plain sight. So as a child, she lived a life of extravagance um, from her exclusive private school to her equestrian trophies and designer shoe brand uh, name. But under the surface was a wild instability. She was the only child of parents continually battling drug and alcohol addictions, and Madden confronted her environment alone. And facing a culture of assault and objectification, she found lifelines in the desperately loving friendships of fatherless girls. So this um, spans from the 1960s in Hawaii to present day, and um, it's the struggle of a young woman mourning the loss of her father while unearthing truths that reframe her reality. Nice. Uh, my last one is Like a Love Story by Abdi Nazmian. And I actually heard the, about this story when uh, Abdi was on First Draft Podcast with Sarah Ennie. Um, and it just sounds wonderful. And he it sounds like a really 
amazing human being. So um, it's all about this uh, human who is in New York City in 1989, and there's three teens, and the world is changing. Uh, one of them is Iranian, and that's uh, Reza, and he's a boy who just moved to the city with his mother to live with his stepfather and stepbrother. He's terrified that someone will guess the truth he can barely acknowledge about himself. He knows he's gay, but all he knows of gay life are the media images of men dying of AIDS. Um, and it, go, it goes on from there, but this a really interesting part of the conversation that Abdi was talking about is like, um, being gay in the culture that he grew up in in the Middle East, like it is so unaccepted and unheard of that they didn't even have for a while a word in their language that meant like homosexual. And so it's just like uh, a really great conversation on First Draft podcast talking about um, you know coming to terms with all of this and just and the book sounds really really wonderful. So that's like a love story. So I have two more. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Sissy, A Coming of Gender Story by Jacob Tobia, who's also non-binary. So Jacob was assigned male at birth, and after that, sort of everything went wrong because alongside male comes many other uh, far less neutral words that carried expectations about who Jacob was and who Jacob should be, words like masculine and aggressive and sports, um, and Jacob wasn't at all like that. And so... Uh, Sissy is is about um, Jacob exploring their identity, sort of trying to understand who they are, where they fit into the world, um, and in doing so, you know, sort of asks the readers to sort of rethink what we know about gender, um, and yeah, so that's Sissy. And then my last one is Birthday by Meredith Russo. So Meredith Russo is a trans woman, and... Uh, birthday is about two um, individuals born on the same day, Eric and Morgan. They've been best friends forever. Um, but as Eric fears losing Morgan forever, Morgan wrestles with a much more difficult decision, which is when and how to tell Eric that she's not the guy he thinks she is. So, again, this sort of um, is about uh, growing up um, and discovering, you know, your identity and and trying to figure out how to tell people who you really are. Um, I read Meredith Russo's first book, If I Was Your Girl. It was so good. And I'm assuming the same is true for this one in that um, the models on the cover, like Meredith with her books, is very specific in making sure there are trans and non-binary models used on the book covers. So, yeah, good stuff. So it's Birthday by Meredith Russo. That's awesome. Um, And I do want to point out, uh, we created a, a Pride Month collection for Overdrive that our social media team has been putting all over the place and, and promoting. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, it's a full list of uh, LGBTQ plus books uh, that were all written and or published rather in 2019. So a lot of the ones that Joe and I talked about might not have come out this year. They might be a little bit older. Um, but if you want, if you're kind of all caught up on those and you want some more uh, you can check out our Pride Month list that I will put in the show notes. And for our library listeners um, who work in the library, we also have a Pride Month sale going on. So if you um, shop Marketplace, you can go and um, take advantage of the sale. There's some really wonderful titles in there, too. Jill has a uh, peek behind the curtain. Jill has recently taken over managing all of our blog stuff at the uh, like our company blog and from me. So I don't have to do that anymore. So I'm no longer thinking about all of our sales. So good job, Jill. Um, Plus, I just got out of a meeting with some of the, like, uh, (laughs) the merchandising people. So, it's on the brain. (laughs) That'll do it. 
<laughs> uh, awesome. Anything else you think people should know about? I don't think so. All right. Well, if you guys want more recommendations, you can always email us. And uh, I think that's about it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, special Pride Month edition of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Rakuten Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money.